This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Abby Williams and Libby German were hiking at Delphi Historic Trails in Indiana when they went missing on February 13, 2017. Their bodies were found not far off the trail the next morning. There has been a recent break in this case involving a man named Keegan Anthony Klein, who had been catfishing young girls in 2017 under the username Anthony underscore Shots. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh my gosh, it's going well. Well, Less than two weeks till Christmas. I know, holy crap, is that so weird? Well, it doesn't feel like Christmas here, you know, because we don't have any Mm. snow. We've We've had a little snow here and there, but we have none now. Uh, but you know, at my house, we're doing, we're creating and making a lot of our Christmas gifts and whew. Yeah. I knew you we're, would be. We're in full gear. You know how it goes. Yeah. Right. Right. I know. You've got like Santa's workshop going on right in your own house. We do. I almost invited our family up to my house this weekend for dinner and to play cards. And my husband went, are you crazy? Where's all this going to go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, you people need to stay out of my house for a while. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. However, I mean, miraculously, we are finishing up the two major projects tonight. So, which I'm quite proud of because that means uh, we're not going to be behind the game or, you know, like finishing something the night before Christmas Eve frantically. No, it's nearly all completely done. So I'm actually pretty proud of that fact. But yeah, that's exciting. We're learning things. Well, good. <laughs> year after year. Yeah. Right. Right. Like being down to the last possible second really sucks. I really hate that. I hate yeah. it. Ugh, yeah. Me too. Especially when you're making stuff, because what if it fails? You know? And then because totally that happens. Screwed. And then you're just screwed. Yeah. Right. So. Anyway, all is well. How about you? What you been doing? Well, we actually did a little decorating today. We have a a traditional um, a ceramic tree and some angels and stuff on our piano. And then we had a little double set of trees with a potpourri thingy in the middle. And I have called that my unicorn Yule display because I decorated the trees with unicorns because that's pretty much all I had to decorate <laughs> with this time. I don't know. We can't find a bunch of our Christmas stuff, which is the stupidest thing ever because it's obviously oh. in this house somewhere. Mm-hmm. However, it's possible our garage just needs a torch. I don't know. So we mm-hmm. went and we got some new things and then we have gnomes on top. So this this holiday is problematic for me because I don't know what to do with it or what yeah. to call it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I made a display of my unicorns. <laughs> I really like it. And yeah. uh, it turned out great. So, yeah, it's nice to have it done. There you go. But we keep talking about wanting to do it. We put up a few lights in our living room, too. And, yeah, it looks really cute. And. 
it has brought in some holiday cheer, so that's good. Well, good. I cut a bunch of vinyl for my windows yesterday and had it finished them completely last night so that we could apply them to the Ollie windows this morning, and I completely forgot. So tomorrow. That's tomorrow. a project for tomorrow. That's going to be, mm-hmm. I think, it. I just have not put up a tree, and I don't think I'm going to. I just don't have the bandwidth. I just don't. So... Right. We just were doing like yeah. miniature versions this year. Like I, I don't have the room. I yeah. we have four cats. I mean, come on. I know. That's the hell of you it for us too pigs. with the pigs. Putting up a Christmas tree is just a constant battle. It sets them up for failure because you know they're going to be naughty about it because they're oh. just so intrigued. 100%. And if it's a real tree, they want to eat it desperately. They love eating it. And I just don't, I don't want to fight with them. I don't want them to be in trouble all the time. I just don't have the energy for it. It's Mm-hmm. I, and you know, it's okay. It's okay. It is okay. It is. Yeah. It's not actually required as it turns out. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. Well, I decided my unicorn trees with gnome toppers are just fine. So. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Well, today is Monday. So this is our Monday case and our first case of the week. And this is a, this is an update to yeah. a case we did way at the beginning mm-hmm. of True Crime Paranormal. So, man, almost two years ago. And it's having it's had some updates. And so this is the the Delphi murders out of Delphi, Indiana. This is the, the murders of Abby German and Libby Williams. No, mm-hmm. Abby Williams and Libby German. Sorry. It's so easy to get their names mixed up for me anyway. Yeah. So there have been some updates in their case. And so we thought we'd just kind of review the case, what the initial case was. Yeah. And then we'll talk a little bit about what the most recent break is. Because to be perfectly honest, you guys, there's not been anything definitive in this case at all. No. And the people in Indiana around where this case occurred have been absolutely heartbroken and sick over this yeah over these murders yeah so scared yeah and to go this long you know we're coming up on the five-year anniversary of their murders there's so little still Mm -hmm. so let's just talk a little bit about what happened initially so on the uh, 13th of february abby and libby went to go hike at these uh these it, it has several different names they're going basically to this bridge called the Monon High Bridge Trail in Delphi and it's an old railroad bridge so people mm-hmm. hike across it and then into this wooded area so they were going to go hike there for a few hours and then be picked up by a family member mm-hmm. and the time for them to be picked up came and went no Abby and Libby And after a little while, people got real panicked. The family that was supposed to be picking them up got really panicked. So reported to the police. And then a huge search effort uh, started. Yeah. And unfortunately, the next morning, their bodies were found. Mm -hmm. Only maybe a half a mile from that bridge. Right. And they had been murdered. We don't know what their manner of death was. The police have never released that. No. We don't know if there's any DNA. We don't know if there's any evidence left, was left with their bodies. None of that has ever been disclosed. Which, I mean, 
that's not super unusual, don't you think, for something that's still considered an active investigation? I mean, in some active investigations, a lot of information ends up slipping out, you know. It does. Mm -hmm. But you got to consider, first of all, Delphi is only a population of 3,000 people. Yeah, it's a small place in it's Indiana. It's a very small place. And so I'm thinking that maybe it's a little easier to keep some information under wraps, you know. It may. But... Uh, and again, I don't know, in small towns, everybody talks, so I don't know about right. that, but, you know, but I think, but they had said initially that there were details about the girls that uh, they didn't want to have released because they would be key in, you know, trying the case later. Right. right. Yeah. So there were things they didn't want the public to know. I have always felt like, too, there were things that were a little too terrible for them to want the public to know that they yes. didn't really want the families and the public to have to hear some of the things that they would be disclosing. And at some point those things will probably come out, but, and the families yeah. probably know a little more than the public does, but probably. there was definitely an attempt here to keep the more gory stuff under wraps, which, you know, the public goes, we want to know until they know. And then they go, my God, you know, yeah. that's yeah, we've, we've been through uh, that with uh, the Vallow case. Almost certainly. The Daybell yeah. Vallow case, you know, the, the details of how those children well, mm -hmm. not, not what happened to their bodies after they died. Yeah. Particularly sure. were the, you know, really unsettling. Yes. Really horrifying. Yes. And, yeah. and more of that in the Vallow case than the, you know, the public will, it's bad. The Vallow yeah. case, it's so bad. But uh, I felt like maybe there were things a little similar to that in this case too, though. Mm -hmm. That there were things about the way the bodies were left um, and the way the bodies were handled that, uh, they don't want out until this hits court for reasons that we'll understand when that happens. Right. I, you know, there's a lot we don't know. Some mm -hmm. things that we do know. There mm -hmm. is an audio clip that is very key to this situation. And there's also a fuzzy photo. Mm -hmm. So Libby had her phone out. She was on Snapchat. Mm -hmm. She did take a couple of images that are pretty grainy. Mm -hmm. And and I showed them in the intro video to the show mm -hmm. um, of a of a person, clearly a man wearing a hat. Mm -hmm. And they're walking on that very railroad bridge where the girls had been dropped off. Yeah. They also had some audio. Mm -hmm. And the audio sounds like a man saying down the hill. Mm -hmm. And they think it was. This person telling them to go down the hill and they their bodies were found down a hill. Mm -hmm. So Libby had obviously recorded these things on her phone probably very shortly before her death. Yeah. Um, so. As much as we want them to be super helpful, they have not solved this case by any means. Right. They do have a recording of this man's voice and. They have shared that recording all over because there was mm -hmm. hope that maybe this person is familiar, you know? Right. Maybe you know this person. Listen to this recording several times. The mm -hmm. problem is it's from far away. It's not a good quality recording. It is very mm -hmm. difficult to hear. We're yeah. not going to play it on here because, frankly, you got to have somebody tell you what that person's saying to even hear it. Yeah. You know, unless you're like in you know, with headphones on, using audio equipment to hear it, it's very difficult to understand it. Mm -hmm. um, there were then a couple of drawings put out, um, potentially of 
this person that had been in the area. There are two different versions of this drawing. One uh, seems to be much younger than the other. Uh, the police think that the drawing of the younger person is the actual accurate, like a younger male mm -hmm. is the more accurate um, drawing. Again, it's just a crapshoot guess about who that is a drawing mm -hmm. of. Um, they believe the suspect was between 18 and 40 years old, but looked younger than his age. Well, <laughs> that's a lot of people, you know? Yeah. So really nothing happened in this case for a long time until um, earlier this year, a man named James Brian Chadwell II, who pled guilty to... Um, um, abducting, beating, and molesting a nine-year-old girl in April mm -hmm. of this year um, in, in a similar area. Yeah. He was from Lafayette. Mm -hmm. And they did look into him briefly as a potential for this case. But really, it was just because of proximity. There wasn't any actual connection to the Delphi case. Right. Um, we know he's been... We know he's been um, investigated as a person of interest. He hasn't yeah. ever been charged with anything. Um, no. So it appears that he's not really a person of interest at this point. People really, really wanted that to be the answer, you know, because so they just yeah. really want an answer. Yeah. The Delphi case is an interesting one because even people who have zero connection to it at all are just invested. People really, really want there to be an answer, you know, to, for this case to be solved. Of course they do, but there's just a special uh, buy-in to this case by the public. And they right. really wanted this to be the answer, but it just wasn't. No, it just wasn't. And yeah, it's true. You know, this is one of those cases that really caught the world's attention. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, two little girls, 13 and 14, just going on a, on a hike yeah. in their community. You know, you'd think those kids should be safe and, and mm -hmm. they weren't. And it's been a very shocking situation. Yeah. So just recently, something new has happened. Yeah. And we don't know entirely why this is linked to the Delphi case, because the police are not saying why. But uh, there was talk of this social media account under the name Anthony underscore shots. Yes. And Anthony, this account was active between 2016 and 2017 mm -hmm. on a bunch of social media platforms, including Instagram and Snapchat. Now, that's interesting because we know Libby was using Snapchat at the time of their murders. Yeah. So police started looking for the person who owned that account. So the account was using images of someone known as a male model mm -hmm. who would, and, and this person, ex, you know, portrayed himself as being really wealthy, like owning multiple mm -hmm. sports cars and super fancy and super handsome. Mm -hmm. But turns out that guy's a cop. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and he slash, didn't own this account. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was not his account. These were, you know, if there are images of anybody out there on the internet, they can be used by anybody. You know, mm -hmm. and this was one of those deals where, you know, they discover that this guy's pictures have just been used and, mis mm -hmm. you know, misappropriated, basically. Yeah. So they did eventually just last week. 
um, in, figure out that that account was owned by someone named Keegan Anthony Klein. Mm -hmm. Keegan is 27. Mm -hmm. uh, he's currently arrested mm -hmm. and because he's been charged with 30 felonies, including child exploitation, possession of child pornography, yeah. obstruction of justice, and synthetic identity deception. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently during 2016 and 2017, he was using the Anthony Schatz account to catfish young girls mm -hmm. into, and he, um, lived in Peru, Indiana mm -hmm. in February of 2017. So yeah. um, it's believed that he would um, find girls on Instagram, chat them up and then get them over to Snapchat because Snapchat's much more private, you know, things disappear. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's much more um especially in 2016 2017 yes that snapchat was much less safe then yeah yes absolutely um and then he was known for trying to get phone numbers addresses trying to get girls to actually meet him in person mm -hmm. and they know that he was that he had exchanged messages with more than a dozen underage girls and had pictures from them mm -hmm. Um, and videos. Yeah. Now, police are not saying why this account is tied to Abby and Libby. But, I mean, I don't think it's, like, too hard to see that at least one of them may have been in a position of having some contact with this dude. You know, the fact that she was using Snapchat, Libby was, the day that this all happened, right. does make you wonder, you know, had they been actually, mm -hmm. were they actually meeting up with somebody or thought they were meeting up with somebody on this day? You know, yeah. what? We don't know, but there have been, you know, definite um, allegations. And Klein looks a lot like the younger version Mm -hmm. of the drawing of a potential suspect who had been in the area at the time of the girl's murders. Yeah. So we're in a very much wait and see position right now yeah. as far as this is concerned. And fortunately, Klein is detained. And, you know, so he's not able to hurt any other girls. Yeah. But this does take a whole other angle, mm -hmm. you know, when you start looking at, oh, wait a minute. Why did yeah. she have Snapchat open? Right. It's mm. the most credible lead they've had, for sure. It really they actually is. did have an early lead as well, a guy named Daniel Nations. Oh, yes. I forgot about him. And it, he was a horrifying human, but he wasn't their guy. Yeah. But uh, so this is really the third, you know, lead they've had that went anywhere you know, but ultimately, I think it's the most credible one that they've had. It feels the most likely. Mm -hmm. The fact that his picture matches up pretty good to the younger guy. It really does. It looks quite a bit like him. And yeah, I mean, there, there's some, there are definitely some. He's heavier. He's here. quite a bit heavier than he that is. guy. 
but you know, some time has passed, so we don't know if he's just put on a bunch of weight, but true, true. I know that that does make you wonder. And mm-hmm. and we don't know if they're dealing now with DNA. Right. Did they ha- was there any physical evidence on the girls' bodies because that was never shared? Yeah. And are they in a position now to be able to compare DNA with Klein? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, it's all a big maybe, you guys, darn it. It is. I do think there was DNA on the girls' body. I absolutely mm-hmm. believe there was DNA on the girls' body. I do too. I think there's quite a bit of evidence about their bodies, particularly that has just been held back. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. you know, and they, you know, I did read an article that uh, one of the state police officers involved had said that social media has made this case a lot harder because there have been a lot of accusations made about various people Mm -hmm. that the police did not ever make, but that other people made, you know, like just locating um, known pedophiles in the area and putting out their pictures and saying that maybe they did it. And so they have locked things down a lot because Mm -hmm. of that, because they felt like that's really made things harder for them. It's a mixed bag. You know, Mm -hmm. we've seen lots of crimes solved because of social media. Right. But surely then, especially once you get to trying a case, social media has made uh, some of these cases really tough because everyone yeah. knows everything about them. You know? Right. Definitely. But well, and in it's this definitely case, a mixed bag. It, it is. And in this case, it was just people were so desperate that it was like, oh, anybody. Oh, this guy's a sex offender mm-hmm. and he lives 10 miles away. It must be him. And putting it out into social media. And then yeah. a lot of people believing that rather right. than waiting for the police to say. And, you know, yeah. I mean, if you think that you have a a sexual predator murdering little girls in your community, you know, you might overreact yeah. a bit when it comes to this stuff. Truth, and that definitely did happen, has happened. Yeah, Yeah. it has. But, you know, we're going to keep a close eye on this because, of course, this is such a well-known case. Mm -hmm. And so many people want to see it solved. Everybody does, you know. Do you know that, um, I can't remember which one of them, if it's Abby or Libby, one of them's older sister is in college now, and she is studying forensic science. Oh, wow. Yeah, because she wants to help. Yeah. You know, if possible, solve her. Oh, it's Libby's. It's Libby's older sister. Her name is Kelsey. And she is actually studying um, forensics because she wants to try to help solve her sister's murder. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody else's sister's murder. Yeah. yeah. Good on you, Kelsey. That's awesome. I know. I, I think that's really cool. And I can understand how. You know, lots of experiences in our lives push us in a certain direction when it comes to career. And clearly this has happened for her. But, you know, she said, you know, if I can learn things that help to solve my sister's murder, I want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing we can definitely say for the Delphi case is that it has not been underrepresented. No, not at all. They have had hundreds of investigators on this case. I mean, yeah. They have worked very hard on solving it. Unfortunately, they have been unable to, at least to this point, but mm-hmm. it has not gone cold. It has certainly not been, you know, thrown by the wayside. I wish every mm-hmm. case got this much attention, to be honest, but you know, I'm glad it has. Me too. Me too. I mean, to be almost five years out and still this active, I think is mm-hmm. pretty amazing because there are lots of cases like this that yeah. by the five-year mark, there's nothing going on. Mm-hmm. They actually had so many investigators on this case at one point that they outgrew their command center and had to get a larger facility 
because they had so many people working on it at one time. Yeah. Can you imagine? That's amazing. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I just want to hear that story for every um, MMIW case we cover, yeah. for every other case we cover. Can't we just have this for everyone? Yeah. You know, yeah. these are cute little white girls and we want their case solved. For sure. Can't we get everybody's cases solved? Right. Yeah. Well, fingers and toes crossed that this turns into something, that there is something credible here that they will, you know, maybe by the end of the year, we'll hear something big and exciting. I mean, don't forget, just like just recently in the, uh, uh, the oh, good Lord, Cassidy Rainwater case. Yeah. It took weeks. It took weeks after an arrest to get something more solid, you right. know, because, because the DNA takes a while. This is not CSI, uh, you know, Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> this is the real life right. where this kind of stuff takes time. And so if yeah. it's DNA that they're working on, which I suspect it is, that's going to mm -hmm. take a minute. It is. It is. We've just got to trust that, um, you know, they're doing everything forensically that they can. I'm sure they're interviewing this dude. You yeah. know, they're, they've made some kind of connection here or they would, mm -hmm. the whole reason this came out publicly is because they didn't know who, who was this account owned by? Yes. That's what they really needed to know. And that's the only information mm -hmm. we really have mm -hmm. is that they have now identified who this account was owned by and identified that the pictures were in fact, not this guy. And now we know who this guy is. We know, oh, he is a pedophile. Okay. So yeah. this well, is definitely. Well, and he's in the same state. Yes. You know, he was catfishing girls on, you know, Snapchat. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yikes. Yeah. This is compelling. So it is. Uh, fingers crossed for their families that they yeah. are getting some information and that they are near on to getting some closure. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, they won't. The I mean, if this person is actually charged, closure won't be coming for a good long time because this will have to wind its way all the way through the courts, which takes a long time. But hey, right, right. It's something big. It is. And, you know, there's always that fear that this person is out in the community committing Continuing these crimes over offend. and over again. Yeah. And if this guy, Klein, is in fact the person who killed Abby and Libby, we know at least. That he's off the streets. That sure, he's, but. and you know, with thirty felonies in child pornography and all this stuff that he's done, mm -hmm. this dude's going nowhere. Oh no! You know no. he's got he's federal charges. He's going to have. Yeah, yeah. This is a, it's a big deal. So mm -hmm. it's good news that at least he's off the street. We know he's not out there trying to hurt any other young girls. Pretending it's him. Mm -hmm. Hypothetically, it's him. We don't know of him killing any other girls. Right. Why did he kill these two? Mm -hmm. And well, has he killed other girls? Has he killed other yet? girls? We just don't know that yet. Yep. Yeah. That's my big uh, question and also kind of red flag here, you know, because he's a pig and he did awful things, but he didn't kill anybody else that we know of. Why these guys? Right, right. Well, you know, there were, and, and, you know, the interesting thing is that the video and the audio still existed mm -hmm. after the girls were killed. Like maybe he didn't know they were recorded. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of questions here, but hopefully this is leading us to an answer in the Stealthy case. Yep. Yeah. Very interesting. Surely is. Surely is. Well, this is our Monday case. We'll be back on Tuesday with a, another live with a, 
not live. Another new case. Yes, Michael Vaughn. Michael Vaughn. And then on Wednesday, we'll be back with another case. That's, it's a very special case. It's a one of our TikTok followers. It's actually her brother. So we're going to tell you all about it and see what we can do to help her family find him. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. tomorrow, the 14th, we are going to be rolling out a brand new sponsor. So we're excited to tell you yes, all we are. about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be some fun. So yeah, lots of stuff coming this week. And of course, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain is our live stream case updates. And then on Thursday at 4.30 p.m., we do our true crime chat over on TikTok. You can come mm-hmm. over and chat with us there. And on Thursday night at 7 p.m. Mountain is the Psychic Hour. So we have so much more to come. So please, yeah, you know, like, subscribe, share. Keep it all rolling. We're growing like crazy. Please help us to keep doing that. Yeah. And we just appreciate all of you being here with us because you make this possible. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care. Take care.